broadcasting around the entire world. From Austin, Texas. Via Simplecast. And supported by listeners like you. Bitcoin billions seller trading mining markets by sharing forks millions fights wise. Keeping you up to date on everything crypto. Welcome to Thriller News. Now here is your host, Carl Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Thriller News. My name is Car Car Gonzalez. Today is April 14th, 2019, and there's a lot of crypto news to talk about. Some really interesting things shaking up the IMF. Yeah, crazy. Central banks are noticing crypto. With that, let's jump into crypto top stories. Crypto top stories. All right. So our first big top story is cryptocurrencies are clearly shaking the system. And this is according to the IMF's Monetary Fund Managing Director, Christine Lagarde. And she said this on Wednesday that disruptors are having a clear impact on the banking sector. Yeah, it was kind of surprising. Um, CNBC spoke to him on Wednesday and she said, I think the role of disruptors and anything that is using distributed ledger technology, whether you call it crypto assets, currencies or whatever, is clearly shaking the system, she said. Take a listen to that conversation and some interesting stuff as well. Check this out. One of the main topics up there was cryptocurrencies and all sorts of companies now getting into this effort, not least among them Facebook. What kind of threat does this pose to the traditional banking system? Well, I think it's you have incumbents, the banks, commercial banks, and you have the disruptors. And clearly the disruptors are having an impact on the incumbents. We just heard a very large uh, systemic bank here saying that they're launching their digital coin, uh, currently piloted in a way uh, within the institutional clients, but to be scaled beyond that. We heard from the European Central Bank that they are uh, they have launched in November something that is called TIPS that enables all the banks in the Eurozone to actually transfer instantly at virtually no cost uh, money between them. So I think that the role of the disruptors and anything that is using distributed ledger technology, whether you call it crypto assets, currencies or whatever, and it's far from the bitcoins that we used to talk about a year ago, that is clearly shaking the system. Uh, The voice that we heard, which was, I thought, really interesting, uh, were those of the the regulators and central bank governors who said, well, yes, this is good and this is helpful, and it is changing the business model of commercial banks. But we have to be mindful of two things, trust and stability of the system. And we are equally concerned, we at the IMF, about stability. We don't want innovation that would shake the system so much that we would lose the stability that is needed. And are regulators and doing enough right now to ensure that stability and, and as well competition from some of these big tech companies being involved in this space? You know, I think they're mindful of wherever the competition is coming from. Uh, the central bank governor of Kenya was explaining to us that they gave a banking license to a telecom company. Uh, and I think in the future, uh, we have to look at what lots of data 
collectors and movers are going to do and whether they're going to move into the banking space uh, forcefully, in which case they will have to be regulated, they will have to be held accountable so that they can be fully trusted. Yeah, and she is talking about the startups and the big tech companies in the space right now, like Facebook, and they're reportedly developing their own cryptocurrency. Of course, Apple released their own credit card in partnership with Goldman Sachs, who we know for a fact is highly invested into this cryptocurrency market. We also have JP Morgan doing their own kind of JPM coin. Um, it's expanding, and it's expanding at a, at a really fast rate this year. We also have Mitsubishi was announced today that uh, they're looking to launch its own digital currency, and that's uh, one of Japan's biggest or actually the largest bank they have. Uh, according to reports by Japan Times, Mike Kangusku, the group president, revealed at the plan earlier today, he stated that the bank will likely offer the coin to retail businesses and restaurants aiming to reach a higher level of adoption. So um, they're the fifth largest bank in the world. This is not surprising, ladies and gentlemen. We also saw IBM this year release Worldwire, and we know that uses Stellar Protocol. So it's a race. It's a race till the end of the year. Um, with that, let's get into crypto rapid fire. All right, so first up, we have Facebook is looking for $1 billion in funding for their crypto project. This is according to Nathaniel Pomper of the New York Times. The figure happens to be $1 billion, and it's believed Facebook is knocking on doors for private equities for its stablecoin project. The money is believed to be used as collateral to back the Facebook stablecoin but again, nothing officially announced by Facebook. We know they're having their F8 conference here on April 30th of this month. So if they're going to announce something, it's going to be then. And I've been tweeting about this, but uh, Ethereum or Stellar look like the likely candidates. Uh, I heard Zilliqua, or I can't pronounce that, but uh, those three blockchains seem to be the um, place they're going to go. I don't think they're going to create their own blockchain. I really don't. We'll see. Okay, next up we have Bitstamp Cryptocurrency Exchange obtains Bit license in New York. That's right. After a three-year wait, Bitstamp finally came to an end. The Luxembourg-based cryptocurrency exchange Bitstamp has obtained a license. Way to go. Bitstamp is also one of the 10 cryptocurrency exchanges which was cleared of the fake reported volume fiasco being identified as one of the authentic exchanges in the world. And of course, the move is driven to increase its presence in the United States. Next up, we have Backed. That's right. Back has hired former PayPal and Google executive. So Mike Belendina is a former employee at PayPal and Google and its new chief product officer at Backed. And according to Kelly Loeffler, she says that this will put back forward. And st- <laughs> that's kind of weird. This will put forward that Backed is still working with regulators to ensure the launch of its physical Bitcoin futures contract. And hopefully it launches later this year. Next up, we have Coinbase. They entered the powered debit card space. Yeah, believe it or not, Coinbase, the flagship crypto exchange of the United States, has further diversified. And this time it's into crypto powered debit cards. But it's not in the U.S. It's a U.K. only. And the launch is expected to be in the United Kingdom. And this new offering will allow British Coinbase clients to spend their Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin and many other digital assets in millions of stores and on thousands of online outlets for whatever they may please. 
yeah, let us know what that's like if you happen to get one out there in the UK or UK, UK listeners. All right. So next up, we have PewDiePie. That's right. PewDiePie is looking to launch on blockchain based streaming platform DLive. And it started on April 14, 2019. And he said, I'm excited to start live streaming again. And honestly, DLive is great for me because I'm treated like a real partner. All right, so our next piece of news, we have lawmakers reintroduced Token Taxonomy Act with upgraded version. So the TTA bill, which was introduced in the year 2018 for the first time to remove crypto from U.S. security laws, has again reintroduced with an upgraded version and better clarity on Tuesday, aiming Congress to approve and sign it into law. That'd be awesome. No more property taxes. Next up, we have China tightening screws on crypto mining. This week, we saw Chinese regulator, the National Development and Reform Commission, the NDRC, revealing that it is not really happy with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency mining industry operating in the country, especially due to the industry's energy consumption for what they see as little economic value. While this news was to give jitters to the entire crypto community, it actually did the complete opposite and we weren't affected by it. As China is a hub for mining, we know Bitmain is directly out of China, but uh, most people understand it was probably because of the full effect over years of getting them to change their pollution policy. And um, yeah, what's good for the environment, I guess, is good for everybody, right? We all share one earth. I think that's all we got. That's all we got in Crypto Rapid Fire. With that, let's go ahead and jump into Crypto YouTube. That's right, let's do it. Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube, the world of Crypto YouTube. All right, so this one is a very good one, I would say. And a lot of you might know not know this, but I actually get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> I get a lot of hate mail because I always cover a lot of the fintech news in the space, but I find it to be really fascinating when it comes to banks and blockchain and DLT and how it all relates to Bitcoin. But one thing in the back of my head that I always remember is that, you know, banks really can't adopt Bitcoin. And no one says this better than Andreas Antonopoulos. So check this out. Banks cannot adopt Bitcoin. They cannot adopt Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the poison pill of global finance. Bitcoin is the pill you cannot swallow, because Bitcoin is global, is borderless, is not controlled, is peer-to-peer, is censorship-proof. and None of the financial world can allow any of that. And therefore, they can't do it, because if they are banks, they are institutionally trapped in a regulatory system that they built as a castle around them to prevent competition, and in which they are now prisoners in their own castle and can't leave, because they cannot go outside of regulation. The same thing that prevented competition for 50 years is now their prison. And so they cannot do Bitcoin, until they have to, because everyone is doing it, maybe or maybe not. And they will build. They say, great, so we heard about this very interesting, open, decentralized, peer-to-peer, borderless, uncontrolled, censorship-resistant currency. We would like to create one just like it, only not open, not borderless, not peer-to-peer, not decentralized, <laughs> not censorship-proof, and controlled by us. 
The problem is that we use a blockchain, which is an incredibly inefficient way of settling global transactions, because we want to get the benefit of freedom, financial freedom, censorship-proof, global access, open access, empowerment for all. And if you don't want these things, and I can guarantee you the banks don't, then why pay the inefficiency price for a blockchain that doesn't give you anything? Because it's no longer immutable if you're doing signing. It's no longer unforgeable if you're doing signing. It's a giant honeypot for anonymous. It's going to be so much fun when they start breaking into the bank blockchains, or when they take over the signing keys of a central bank's fancy new blockchain-based digital currency that they launched, and hold them to the most amazing ransomware ever. We have your country. <laughs> we will begin issuing or not issuing currency with your keys, or you have to change them in a very disruptive operation. Unless your queen dresses in a hot dog suit and dances in the garden of the palace on YouTube. You have two hours. <laughs> Blockchains without proof of work are not secure. And so I have this free advice for the banks. Purchase and install Microsoft SQL Data Center Edition, so it's scalable. Make one of the fields a hash pointer to the previous field, and one of the fields the digital signature of the proof of authority. That's not a blockchain, but it's a hell of a lot more efficient and does everything you want to do, which is signing instead of mining, and chains of transactions with hashes right there. It's going to be a thousand times, ten thousand times, twenty thousand times, a hundred thousand times faster. So let them do blockchain. And I'm just a big fan of Bitcoin these days. The more time I spend in this space, the more my mind wraps around how Bitcoin is the only sound currency we have in the entire world. And I wouldn't say that makes me a maximalist or anything like that. I would say that I understand the reasons for blockchain as a technologist. I, I get the idea. It's cool. It's fun. Um, we're doing some really cool stuff out there. But as a sound, just, you know, person in life on this planet, I, I realize that having Bitcoin makes me free. Crypto Twitter. Crypto Twitter. So I will preface this crypto Twitter by saying that um, when it comes to Craig Wright, I don't cover him. <laughs> and I, I just don't. Um, I've said it in the past, go back and listen to old episodes where I've talked about it. But there, there was a time where uh, I asked him to come on the show and he declined. And I said, well, if he doesn't want to talk about some of the issues in the space that uh, he should talk about, uh, at least openly and publicly, uh, you know, in an open platform uh, like podcasts, then um, I don't see why I should cover him then. Um, it's usually the courtesy I do before talking about somebody, right? 
because uh, I won't feel bad afterwards <laughs> if I say anything bad about him. But for the most part, I don't cover him on the show. There's always been stuff swirling around him, and I just don't cover him because I don't think it needs to be covered. It's not news. It's just trauma. Uh, well, this actually turns out to be news because of what it turned into, and I wasn't going to cover it, but I think if there's a segment that I should cover it, it should be crypto Twitter. So a lot of you might not know this, but he claims to be Satoshi. And uh, he's actually taken this to more extreme measures as of recently. And on several occasions, the community, the crypto community, has found Craig Wright just outright lying. There's a lot of people that are really big in the space that have called him um, for altering documents and posts and just to generate some kind of credibility. Like, the guy is a madman. He's probably a sociopath. But he's kind of taken it a little step further. Now, he has started filing lawsuits against those falsely denying he is Satoshi, and um, he is actually going to take him to court to do this. Uh, he also just recently sued uh, fellow podcaster Peter McCormick for uh, calling him out, and he also sued Hodlnot, uh, which he first uh, offered basically a ransom of 5,000 BSV to anybody who could find out where this person lives. Um, and then this led to an overall just kind of whirlwind where CZ of Binance came out and said that he will delist BSV if he keeps up with this. And then fellow podcaster Anthony Pompliano went on record and says that exchanges should delist him by May 1st. So this looks like Bitcoin SV is going to get delisted here fairly soon if this keeps going on. And... Um, John McAfee has gotten involved in too as well, and he's suing Calvin. It's a whole mess. And it's frankly just, uh, it's crazy, man. But uh, if you want more of that information, definitely check Crypto Twitter. I will say, like I've always said, that um, when it comes to Craig Wright, I don't think he is Satoshi. We've, we've done a whole show on who Satoshi is. And if you want my opinions, they're in that. It's from the first season. Um, he is definitely not Satoshi. I have said in the past too that BSV is probably the biggest um, scam in uh, crypto. Uh, I think it's right up there with Redcoin. Um, yeah, so if you're holding BSV, again, this is not financial advice and I've never been one to give financial advice, but I will say though that you're probably in a world of hurt if it gets delisted from all these major exchanges. Um, it, 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 he's turned it from a small thing to this great big thing and usually only sociopaths do that <laughs> or his, or somebody desperate enough to convince the world that he is somebody when in actuality he's a nobody. It's kind of sad if you ask me. Let's get on to Coin360. Let's do it. So right now we have a coin market cap of 176 billion. We're down 5 billion from 181 last week. We have a Bitcoin at $5,185, up 2% on the day. Looking good. We have Ethereum at $168, up 3%. We have XRP at 33 cents, at up 1%. We got Bitcoin Cash at $305, up 10%. We have Litecoin at $83, coming up 7% on the day. 
looking good. Looking good out there. If you look at our 24-hour change, some of our biggest gainers for the day are Lambda Coin, which is priced at 12 cents, up 41%. We have Insight Chain at 26 cents, up 20%. We have Tezos at $1.16. Wow. Up 18% on the day. We have True Chain at 82 cents, uh, up 10% on the day. We have Maximine Coin at 7 cents, up 10% on the day. If we look at our 24 hour change on the red, we have Engine Coin diving back down to 15 cents, down 12%. We have Aurora Coin at one penny, down 7%. We have ABBC Coin at 20 cents, down 5%. We have Basic Attention Token BAT at 30 cents, down 5%. We have Raven Coin, six cents at 4% down for the day. Yeah, everything looking right on right now for a good week. We'll see. I don't know. Because in this space, no one knows what's coming from one day to the next. <laughs> it's the total truth, man. That's why I love crypto. It's it's the only real thriller in the um, in the world, really. It's one of the best roller coasters. Okay, with that, let's get into, well, actually, let's get on to the end of the show.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, another Thriller News is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. And I will just say, there's some times where this space really gets crazy. There's a lot of drama that'll happen. People will pick sides. But in the end, when, when everything is tested, I would say, when we all band together, and that's what's great about crypto, we can have our differences, we can fight about whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, we know what's right, we know what's wrong. And that's awesome. Bye, Bitcoin. Save the world. See you tomorrow. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Har Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.